Welcome to Good News being brought to you by Listening for Clues. We are Lauren Welch and John Shematek, deacons in the Episcopal Diocese of Maryland. We sure are, and today we have a very special guest, Pat Aaron. Pat is an orchestra teacher in the Allegheny County, Maryland schools. She works with students in grades four through eight. She's originally from Lima, Ohio, where she played as a student in the Lima Symphony. Pat has been an orchestra teacher in Cumberland, Maryland for 37 years. She co-directs the Allegheny Community Symphony Orchestra with two of her colleagues. She enjoys playing chamber music with friends and performing at her church. Welcome, Pat. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's so good to have you with us today, Pat. I've been looking forward to it. Uh, you have been teaching violin for a long time. Tell us what what inspired you to start playing to begin with. Well, I think the first thing that inspired me were teachers that I had as a young person. It's usual in school systems for a music teacher to come maybe with other students and play and invite students to begin an instrument that often happens in about the fourth grade or fifth grade. And so that was, <clears throat> that was my introduction to beginning an instrument. And it's been a lifelong activity and, and one that's been very rewarding. So tell us about your, the children that you teach. Well, each year in Allegheny County, we start students in the fourth grade and we come and play a concert much like I heard when I was in the fourth grade. And students have that opportunity to begin any instrument that they choose. There, there are string instruments that are like violin, viola, cello based. And then there also are woodwind and brass and percussion instruments. So they have like, oh, maybe 13 or more different instruments to choose from. In our county, we take the faculty around to each elementary school and perform a concert for them. And I do not know how the kids choose the instrument they do because they are all such wonderful choices. But they do end up choosing the one that speaks to them instrument. So, Pat, do I have this right? You actually then go from school to school to kind yeah. of performance and then to actually do the lessons as well? Yes, I teach at four different schools, and I usually visit three schools each day of, of the school year and, and have about a half-hour lesson with the students twice a week. And it is some of the favorite times of the day for those, for those students often. That's great. And, and you teach other than violin, or are you teaching primarily violin to the students? I teach violin and viola, cello, and bass. Oh, so, so. the strings. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah. So how many years has it been? I think about 37. Yeah. So you have a lot of stories to tell us. Uh, what, what are some of your favorite interactions with the students? It's just all the students that are just average students who just enjoy playing. There are the students that excel beyond all their other peers. And often people ask me that question, you know, what's the student that plays the best or whatever. But I think the ones, 
the students that I enjoy are just all of them at whatever level they are. We just, we just enjoy music together. And one, one of the jokes that the kids will sometimes say is, you know, can, can we just stay here all day and play? <laughs> and, and I'll say, well, yeah, wouldn't that be nice if you could just spend the whole day playing the violin? I said, and then, and then I kind of laugh at them and say, oh, wait a minute, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Going around playing the violin or viola or cello or bass. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it really is a wonderful position to have, to be able to, to play with students throughout the day. What would you say that the, uh, the role of music and actually changing their lives or their perspectives might be aside? I mean, the enjoyment, of course, is just really wonderful, but is, is there something more you could say about that? Yes. Mm. The... The students get so many things from playing an instrument. This happens in other disciplines as well, certainly in sports and, and in their other academic classes. But to, to learn how to engage with other students as a team, you know, in our orchestra, we have to listen to each other and learn to work together. So you gain all kinds of abilities to, to work together and to, to play together and to study together. And that is an opportunity to learn how to do those things that are going to last their whole lifetime. Also, you know, playing a string instrument involves practice and practice is something that you have to do in everything to be successful. So building that skill of learning how to practice something daily and take it from where you are to where you want to be is a, a skill that works not only for music, but all the student's life. Pat, yeah, what surprised you the most in your years of teaching students music? Maybe how much it builds their self-esteem. Mm -hmm. um, students will start a piece and and they'll say, "Oh, I can't do this. I, you know, this is this is too hard." And and you just kind of start from where you are with the student, from where the student is, and and just work a little at a time, and pretty soon. That student is playing the piece without mistakes, with so much ability and emotion. And we'll do a concert and they'll finish the piece and it's like, oh, that was my favorite piece. And they'll want to play it all the time. And, you know, from the beginning, they thought it wasn't even possible. And then they arrive at such success. It's surprising, but it happens over and over and over. And, and the best part is that it builds that confidence within the student, knowing that they started from something that they weren't sure they could even do, and then knowing how they can be so successful. That must be just an amazing feeling for you too, to see it that. Is. It is, I, you know, I feel like I have the best job in the world, being able to take students from actually the very beginning of something this is how you open your case this is how you hold your instrument hmm. to to being so successful that they can express themselves through that instrument i just love all the life lessons that you were you kind of listed about you know the teamwork and the relationships where lauren and i get very focused on relationships in, in this series as well but you know they they're listening to one another like we yeah. do and so it's that and then the discipline of practice and, and 
working at something and getting the building one's confidence. Those are great things. Has this experience of teaching music to young children changed you in any really fundamental way over the years? Have you grown in some way yourself? Oh, absolutely. Sometimes I'll meet students that I had, like maybe in my first year of teaching, and they'll say, oh, I remember you. And I think, oh my goodness, what do they remember? Because, you know, when you first start, you have a lot of enthusiasm and that's wonderful, but, but not much experience. And as I have grown as a teacher, I have changed and there are things that I think I do better than I did the first year. I still have a lot of enthusiasm, but, but I think that maybe one of the the biggest things that I've learned is to let all the students make their own choices. And even if that involves uh, starting an instrument and then stopping at some point, um, then later on, maybe they, they, um, will start again, or the things that they've learned will um, help them in other in- endeavors in their life. Um, all those life skills that they've been learning about studying something or practice, or even just the joy of music can come back later in other ways, like joining their church choir or just listening to music or going to a concert can enrich their lives, even if they don't play uh, an instrument all their life. So Pat, Pat, you're also involved in a community symphony, right? Yes, yes. And that is, that's a, a, a wonderful thing too. You know, I, I start students in the fourth grade and then they move up. I teach them to the eighth grade. Then they go on to high school. But then often for students and, and just adults in the community or other faculty members, it's nice for them to have some place to play as they gain experience and as they grow as a person. And so we do have a community orchestra in Cumberland that that is all of those people. There are advanced students from my middle school orchestra that play as they gain experience, as well as high school students that come back that want to continue playing in a symphony orchestra. They do have they do have string orchestras in the high schools in Allegheny County, but but to play with a symphony orchestra that has winds and brass and percussion and and strings, all of those together, this is an opportunity for them to do that, as well as community members that have just played in their lifetime and want to have an opportunity to play. So it's a wonderful experience to kind of be involved in all of the levels of teaching and conducting. And so we have a wonderful time getting together. We rehearse once a week as a community orchestra, and then we do two performances during the year. One's usually a Christmas concert, and then the other is a concert in the spring. Pat, the other thing you mentioned in your bio is that you do perform at your church. And I'd like to hear a little more about that, but also to what extent your musicianship or your teaching experience has involved something of the spirit or your spiritual life, if you're able to talk mm-hmm. about that. Yes, I do often play at my church. I have a, a pianist friend that that I play with. And, and on other occasions, I play in a quartet or a, a string trio, which is piano, cello, and violin. So I have all those kind of chamber opportunities. But I do like your question about how that affects my spiritual life. Playing music 
can be a very spiritual thing. It's a way to um, kind of lift myself and and I think sometimes those who listen into a, a spiritual place, sometimes playing, it's hard to explain. Mm -hmm. Sometimes playing is can be a very uh, emotional, I don't know, spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. So you so you play and you listen and you connect with the people that are listening to you and you kind of can reach them by playing to them and for them. And no, it is it is a difficult thing to explain, but but not so much to experience. I often can see that I'm connecting with with people as I play and and one of the neatest experiences is finishing a piece and hearing or feeling the calmness that follows the piece. And, and sometimes that's the way that, that you know the feeling within yourself and then the feeling within those who have experienced the music. Yeah, you know, Pat, I think that is so well said. You're trying to find the right words. And I think that actually was a demonstration that this kind of connection is beyond words. It's wordless. Continue what you're saying, John, because I've experienced Pat playing at retreats. And what you were saying and what I was hearing, Pat, is that you are bringing community together as one. Yes. In, in fact, I think sometimes we've had the opportunity to pray with and for each other. And one of my favorite ways to do that is through music, to play a piece and and put my heart into it. And then, you know, be able to reach and connect with those who are there present. So Pat, as we begin to wind up, is there anything else that you would like to share? Any words of wisdom for parents who may be wanting their children to be more interested in music or anything like that? Well, yes. The thing that I think I would like to leave people with is that we all know people who are in school at some level, whether they're our children or our grandchildren or friends or students from communities that we're involved with. And I would just say to encourage those students to do whatever is important to them. So if they choose an instrument, maybe once in a while ask them to play for you or ask them about their instrument and let them tell you about their classes or any other activity that means something to them, their sport or their math class or their English class or whatever it is that speaks to them because encouraging students uh, is so important. Um, that's what helps them to be successful as they grow. Thank you. Thanks so much, Pat, for being here today. It's been a pleasure meeting you. And I wish I had had a music teacher like you when I was a kid, because you're amazing. Thanks so much. That's one more thing that I could add is that it's never too late to do something for adults to start a new language or to, to study an instrument. All those things that keep your mind active and growing, it's never too late to to start an activity like that. Amen to that. Thank you. John and I also want to thank all those who are listening and watching with us today. We cannot do this without your participation. Please take a moment 
to comment, like, or share on all your social media platforms. This will help us to spread good news to even more people. And again, thank you for the gift of your time with us today. Until next time, peace and blessings. Good news is being brought to you by Listening for Clues. You can find us on our website, listeningforclues.com, our YouTube channel, our Vimeo channel, and just about every podcast platform that there is. Hope to see you soon.